Hello and welcome to the Captain Fry's Movie Podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is Gavin. My name's Ian. And this is our first episode in quite some time. Mm. Uh, for the main reason that I've been in Singapore working on a play called Hand to God. Had a great time doing that. And I've been working my ass off. Yeah, and I have not. <laughs> <laughs> Acting isn't working your ass off? Uh, it, it is, actually, in, in more ways than one. And it's good to be back. Mm. Cheers, my friend. Cheers. My Captain Fry's rides again. Uh, just sticking with our irre- irregular schedule about as well as we can. Yeah. We're the longest running podcast in Malaysia. We're not the we're not the, we're regular. Not the, we're not the most regular. Uh, I, I'm not even. We're, I doubt we're the most listened to. <laughs> but we are officially the longest running podcast in Malaysia. Well, unless you get a time machine, you can't beat us on that stat. That's right. That's right. So this episode, like every episode of McGavin Fry's Movie Podcast, is sponsored by Green Room One Three Six Urban Green, Carry Gear. Urban Carry Gear. Damn it! You, my ad read. <laughs> Green Room One Three Six provide. Urban carry gear, which is basically backpacks, side keeps, little wallets, um, all handmade in Malaysia, all guaranteed for life as far as I can remember. He never corrects us on that, so I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Th- I think he stopped listening a long, uh, a long time ago. He still listens. Oh, really? I was talking to him earlier. What's up? Hey, Patrick. So I myself have a Rainmaker Pro, a, a, a Rainmaker, Rainmaker Tactical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For when I'm, when I'm doing tactical insertions. I myself have a junk monkey, mm-hmm. and I will not tell any of you what I do with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bad monkey. <laughs> but when I do it, it serves me well. <laughs> so if you go to greenroom136.com and go to the store, you can use the discount code MACYAP10 to get a 10% discount on your next purchase, and don't forget to tell them we sent you. That's right. Now, the last, uh, the last couple of shows that we had, we had a little competition. And the winner of this competition was going to win a Metro Monger. I'll let Ian tell you about that in a second. But the question for the competition was, what property... Fuck, it was after Lego Batman. That's how long yeah, ago it yeah, was. Yeah. <laughs> February. It was quite some time ago. So, like, after the Lego Batman movie, like, the question that we posed to all of you was, if you could see any property, any movie, any, like, TV series, any whatever turned into a Lego movie, what would it be? And we said, like, it could be anything. It could yeah. be... It could be Lego John Wick could be Lego Exorcist could be Lego anything. What would it be? Your mother stuck shelves and Morrison's. That's right. <laughs> and I'm very proud to announce that we have a winner. We do. We do. And our winner is Rushton P. Rushton B. P. R. Ramatullah. Should have practiced that before. That's right. I'm going to get the white guy to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Rushton sent in a few examples, but I think we're going to go with the thing, right? Yes. Yeah. So he sent in uh, Lego Twisted the thing. Imagine the chaos when the Lego thing adapts, assimilates, and takes over its human Lego, dog Lego host. You can put together every imaginable Lego blocks like the spider dog thingy. A hybrid, a Rojak, a massive pileup of Lego bricks that could be hideous or horrendously cute. It's up to your own sick, twisted, and fucked up imagination. Bonus points for swearing. There you go. <laughs> it's like we should have put that in there right off the bat. Like the more you swear in your descriptions, the chances are you're going to win. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's not been the, the route to podcast success either, because we swear like a fucking sailor. Yes, yes, yes. That's probably why we're the longest and most unlistened to. Yeah. So, Rustin, we'll be in touch to uh, send you out your Metro Monger, and uh, we hope you enjoy it. Thank you. Everyone else who sent in your entries, thank you very much. They did crack us up. Yeah. But uh, this one just took the cake for us. So, what are we going to review this week, Gavin? Oh, I'm very glad that you asked me, Ian. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be reviewing uh, You Mean the World to Me. It's the uh, new film by Seo Young hin And I'm going to be sitting here asking questions. All right, all right. Sunny, Eli. Mama? Hmm? I'm so low. I'm so low. I'm so low. 
，你安怎哩歹死？歹听妈妈讲的话。妈妈无生养我的，妈妈生养阿伯的尔。妈妈，我请你原谅我好不好？我当今抱得较明白了吼。Sorry。Okay, so now this is loosely based on Tiong、um, Hien's own childhood in Penang,、uh, focusing specifically on a traumatic event he witnessed as a boy.、Mm. Um, now Tiong Hien spent a number of years trying to get this film made.、Uh, from what I understand, it came close to getting made. There were some people interested in making it, but they wanted it to be in Mandarin, and he wasn't too crazy about that because the movie takes place in Penang, and Penang is, you know, it's Hokkien. Okay. Um, so he was having trouble getting the funding together to make the version of the film that he really wanted, and what he ended up doing was he ended up staging it as a play at the Georgetown Arts Festival in 2015,、mm. I think,、uh, which I saw. Trina and I saw it. We were the bunch of art people, both from KL and from Singapore, because there was art people, the, arts people, <laughs> oh, <sorry>. arts people. <laughs> with a bunch, we were there with a bunch of our people, you know, with a bunch of our peeps,、uh, because this particular year there was quite. Quite a few、uh, Singapore arts people went to the Georgetown Festival because、uh, there was another production going on called Two Houses, which was a Malaysian Singaporean collaboration,、yeah. uh, site specific show.、Uh, but this was another production that was going on there that we really, really wanted to see. There was a lot of buzz around it, and it did very well at the Georgetown Arts Festival.、Yeah. Like everybody went to see it, really liked it, it got a really positive response, and I think that that was what helped give it the momentum that、uh, that the project needed to finally get the film made. Cool. So the story. The story. The story is very simple. Uh, Sunny uh, is a film director、uh, who comes back to his hometown Penang to shoot a film, and while he's there, he visits his sister、uh, Hun and his two aunts Grace and Vivian. Now,、uh, I'm not going to mention. I'm not going to mention actors' names because there's a lot of different actors, and I'm scared I'm going to forget one actor. So it's just a lot. <laughs> it's just a lot easier to describe it in terms of characters.、Um, so now the family knows that he's there to shoot a film. Uh-huh. But what they don't know is that the film is about the family, right? And you know, it's about the family's past, his days as a child, living with his parents, his sister, and、uh, their mentally disabled brother, boy,、um, whom his mother、uh, loves unconditionally, despite the fact that he displays、um, potentially dangerous behavior. Okay. Okay. Now, of course, at the center of the, this film is the aforementioned traumatic event he witnessed as a kid. Uh, and how that kind of strained relationships, even more like with his mom and and and、uh, his mentally disabled brother, boy.、Mm-hmm. Now I'm not going to say what it is because chances are, I mean, the film is a, a little predictable in that sense. Like you can, you pretty much would have guessed some version of what this traumatic thing is, right?、Uh, quite early on into the film, so I don't feel the need to spoil it.、Um, I, I don't know if I feel that way because I. Have already seen the play, and therefore I knew what was coming.、Yeah. But having said that, when that moment did happen, there was some collective gasps、oh. in the audience. So clearly, not everybody saw it. And it involves a brother, is it?、Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never let it be said we we don't we use spoilers when we're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, not we, announcing we, we, them. You know, we take our spoilers pretty seriously. But I mean, yeah, you, you'll probably would have would have guessed it or some version of it. Okay, so now another thing that the family doesn't know is that is that Sonny's working on the movie, but he's not quite working on the movie because he's actually run out of funding.、Mm. So he's basically calling up a bunch of favors to try and get people at the last minute to put in that last that last minute bit of funding that'll help him、uh, finish his film. Try to find the Evil Dead dentists. Exactly. Now, was, so, it, was it dentists? Or was it Mormons and Evil Dead dentists? Dentists. Dentists. Yeah, I think. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. Talk about a fucking segue. <laughs> I'm talking like hockey and family film. You bring up Evil Dead. It's all filmmaking. That's right. That's right. It's all the same. Um, so, so he's trying to get the money to finish the story and the film essentially jumps back and forth between the present with him trying to finish his movie and his memories of the past. Oh, okay. So, okay. He, I liked it. Yeah? I did. I did. Uh, <laughs> I really liked it. But, but here's the thing about it is that it, the movie presents itself so sincerely and so openly it's so unashamedly wearing its heart on its sleeve that you really don't it's kind of hard to not like it right because you're, you're left with two choices like uh you can allow yourself to be taken with it or you can be a dick yeah you know you can have a chip on your shoulder and be a dick about it yeah. and just sort of nitpick and you can pet that puppy or you can kick that puppy that's right and that's if you right. kick that puppy you're not going to be a nice person yeah and i just could not bring myself to kick the puppy really and lord knows you know i i, I wouldn't mind kicking a puppy every now and then mm -hmm. like you know i I'm I'm all for having a nice big heavy chip on my shoulder when the time is right. Yeah. But I just couldn't do it this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's okay. I mean, I mean the uh, the the, fu the funny thing was was that I, one thing I've been told about it is that it's a real tearjerker. And yeah. even the original production, like uh, the when we went to see the plays, that you know I saw it with the wife and the wife cried. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, but that's only because you know, as you say, I'm dead inside. Yeah. Yeah. Did you did you cry during your name? Was it your name? No. 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 Yeah. Yeah. No. You're, you're dead inside. I'm dead inside. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so that, that's one thing that I'd heard there's like hardcore tearjerker and all that and you know, I was moved but you know not to tears again I don't know if that's because I had seen the original production and I knew what was coming but yeah. you know I, I was with the characters I you know I, I felt stuff but was not moved to tears so apologies for that um, you know but it, it kind of I think also what it was is they reminded me of remember when you reviewed Monster Calls yeah and you kind of like told me that it's. it's like, one, I put it's, my heart out there, and you, you stamped on it like a puppy. You put your heart out there, and like told me like, "Oh, I fucking cried in this shit." Yeah, you know? and like, "Oh, it's one of the best movies of the year." Yeah. And I ended up seeing it. I'm like, "It's good." Oh, fuck you! You yeah. know, one of the best of the year. It's yeah, good. <laughs> so I think also the I kind of the movie suffered a little bit because of that for me is that I had that many people tell me it's like, oh, you're going to weep. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, you're going to, it's it's a tearjerker, you know, grown men like fucking bawling and all that kind of shit. <laughs> I had the yeah. same, go to, say, your name, did I see, did I see your, I, saw, I thought I saw your name or the other one, which is Koenakechi, your name, and there's, there's two anime, the other one that came out after your name and mm -hmm. like was number two, well, your name was number one. Uh-huh. Uh, that also was just like devastating to watch. Oh really? Yeah, like I I can't handle any more fucking classy anime. This one doesn't have a supernatural element to it, but I can't handle any more anime that like fucking wrenches my heart out of my chest and then proceeds to put a nail through it. Because it's it's hard going, man. And they're like they're really good stories, but they're they're fucking and it floored you. Yeah. So it was the complete opposite problem then. Is like yeah, you know, like nobody nobody said anything. Nobody nobody built up any expectations. Well, I had ideas, but you know, I've been doing this for a while. Oh yeah. I like to try and just divorce myself from the hype. Well, pardon me all over the place, my yeah. good friend. Yeah, you need to do that. Now that you're like full time, full time, <laughs> full -time fucking film reviewer, <laughs> critic, critic, Kevin, I'm critic. <laughs> the good doctor is in. <laughs> the first time I got described, leery, like, laddie, dreary <laughs> nonsense. <yeah. laughs> and then die off. <laughs> Do you have a Danny Dyer? No, no. Well, it was, no. Do, do I, you have a Danny Dyer? Is there an actor that you've got like this impersonation of? That... I don't know if I should do funny voices when I'm on BFM. It feels weird. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. It feels like you're taking over. I did a few. I went into a bit into Guy Ritchie for the, the so, last. Oh, and here's this. No, yeah, no, he's no, like, no. Oh, okay. He's that. Oh, yeah. right, mate. Oh, give me that sword. Wee. Right. Jimmy the Snout. Yeah, yeah. 
there, there's a lot of that, but that's another review. You started doing that, and Uma's like, hey, hey, hey now, hey now. Hey no, now. he rolls with it, which is like really? worrying. <laughs> I need a leash. I feel like Jim Carrey. You need a, you need a mayo. Oh, yeah. You need a mayo. <laughs> I feel like Jim Carrey would have a director with balls. <laughs> okay, so yeah, going back. Well, alrighty then. <laughs> Let's do this. Uh, so yes, the, I got the whole tearjerker thing, and so many people were telling me that it's a tearjerker. Like, I had one of the actors in the film, I won't say who, but she was like... You know, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know exactly who you're talking about, do I? No, you don't. Oh, okay. you don't, you don't. No, but I had one of the actors, you know, and she, I was talking to this person, you know, and this person is like... And I was like, I didn't cry, and then this person is like, I cried at my own scene. <laughs> I was like, good for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, and I said, don't worry about it, I laugh at my own movies. Yeah, yeah. You know, it makes... It drives my wife up the walls. Like, the stop, la- stop laughing at your own jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, but you know, as far as tearjerkers go, I found the film to be pretty restrained. You know, there, there's no manipulative score that comes in, uh, in during those moments. You know, and it's the, honest. The score is very minimal and it's used sparingly, uh, pretty sparingly. And also, I, I really like the way that it paid homage to its theater roots. Okay. Um, there's. You know, if you've seen the play, and if the play sort of, you know, resonated with you, and you watch the film, it's the bits I'm talking about. Uh, if you haven't seen the play, but you really like the movie, but you're curious about the fact that it had theater, it, that it came from theater, um, when you see it, you'll know what I mean. There's there's certain things in there. There's one particular sequence that happens where it's like, it's very theatrical. It's very theater. Is there a lot of curtains? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I liked all the performances. I mean, yes, I do think that some were better than others, but nobody sinks it. Yeah. You know, there's no... I thought, you know, the cast is, for the most part, pretty damn strong, pretty consistent. There was no one person that I was like, oh, you know, you're, you're fucking this movie up. Um, the kids were good in it. Oh. Because, you know, there's no middle ground with kids no. in, in movies. They're, they're either good or they suck. Yeah. And these kids are good, they're, and, they're, and they're charming. They're even, right. even the bullies. Even the bullies are kind of charming. Yeah. You can see one kid. He's like, this little chubby little shit. And you're like... You can tell he's like trying to put on his best bully face. And it's like, he just ends up being adorable. It's yeah, like, ah, yeah. oh, get off the screen, you little shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, you little wannabe bully you. Get off the frame. <laughs> um, of course, the film was shot by acclaimed cinematographer Christopher Doyle. That's what I was going to ask you about. Um, Does he just live here now? No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, he's, he's Asia-based, dude. He's, yeah, yeah. He's, pretty much, he's pretty much like an honorary Chinese person. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, he knows a hell of a lot more about uh, Chinese culture than I do, or you know, or most people, I think. You know, yeah. he's, he lives he lives in Hong Kong. He's part he's part of that world now. So I don't, you know, you look at him and it's, he's like he doesn't even you don't even think of a white person. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Chris Dell shot this, and I mean, for the most part, it's it's pretty direct. Um, you know, it's not particularly flashy. Mm. There are certain shots. It's no Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. What well, he, he did? No, no, he did, he did Hero. Hero. Did he yeah. do uh, Flying Daggers as well? I think he might have done. Yeah. I think he might have done. But he definitely did Hero. Yeah. He, did, he didn't do Crouching Tiger. Yeah. Um, you know, there are certain shots in which the composition and everything, you're like, yep, that's Chris Doyle. And there are, um, you know, there are some visual cues that do feel very, very classic Chris Doyle. You know, the whole slow-mo background while the character in the foreground is moving in real time. You oh, know, nice. You know, that kind of stuff. But it's, it's more grounded. It's a more it's grounded mo- it's story. Much more, it's much more grounded than that. And, you know, while those um, visual flourishes are there... Again, they're used sparingly, and and I think that that's a good thing. You know, I mean, it's not the kind of movie that you want to be overwhelmed with yeah. with uh, crazy visuals. Well, that's what he does with the cinema. He gets out of the way of the story, right? Exactly, exactly. And 
and he just he just has a natural knack for storytelling. I mean, he doesn't really believe in storyboards. So I mean, he kind of just sort of takes a look at the script, and it's sort so it's kind of what he sees. It's how he sees it. Wow. Um, I mean, Ooh, not well. to say. I mean, I, I don't know if they storyboarded anything yeah. with, with this. I, I I wasn't involved in this. I don't know. You're just talking about personal experience. You know, with Christopher but, Doyle. but from but you know from having hung out with the guy. From what I understand, you know, he's not crazy about storyboards. Oh. You know, he has his way of visualizing a story in his mind, and then you, and know, you can't draw for shit. You know, <laughs> I don't kidding, know. Yeah. I don't know anything about that. You know, <laughs> he's not Ridley Scott. Yeah, Every time you Ridley watch guys. a Ridley Scott movie now, it's like you can just tell Ridley Scott just wishes he was at home drawing this yes. shit. Mm. You You've know, seen the Ridley like, Graham some other movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy. I saw the I saw a video with the uh, I hadn't noticed this. It's probably an art book of Mad Max. Mm-hmm. It was originally. I mean, it, I knew Brendan McCarthy had done storyboard. Oh, Ridley so, Scott did. Uh... No, no, Brendan McCarthy. Right, right, right. But I just had seen in the video, Mad Max was originally just a series of pictures with minimal dialogue. Well, Fury the, Road. Well, well, the, well, the first movie. Oh, oh you're talking Fury about Road. Fury Road. Yeah, yeah right, Brendan right, McCarthy right. did that. And it is like an awesome looking comic. I hadn't, I hadn't, I'd heard of it, but I hadn't actually seen the panels until I watched this video. And I was like, Sweet. oh, wow, amazing. No, but I mean, like the first Mad Max had very little dialogue in it. Oh, yeah. Very little. I mean, it's actually Mad Max, when you think about it, it's like a Dark Horse comic from the 80s. Yeah. Very much so. Uh... <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so like the whole Chris Doyle thing. It, for the most part, he, as you say, he does not get in the way of the story. Mm. Um, now he, and again, and, and and again, this like goes back to the whole thing of you know how, how the thing, how the whole movie just wears its heart in its sleeve, and it's so it's so open hearted, so sincere in, in its storytelling mm. that you know, okay, it's loosely based on. They say it's loosely based on Young Hin's life. Yeah. It doesn't feel loosely based. It feels fucking based. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Take me to base. Take me to base. You know, I mean, you know, fuck loosely. I don't know where they got that from. I mean, but here's the thing. I mean, like, even if, even if... It's just to get around to being asked about the trauma. Even if 60, 70% of the movie was completely made up. Yeah. The really sort of big, like, oh my God, moments in the film are not loosely based. They feel like, real. You know, that is shit that, that, that happened, that actually happened to him. Uh, so even if the rest oh, of... Oh, you know this or you're taking it from the film? Uh, both? 50-50. no. So even if like 60-70% of it was made up, which it isn't, mm-hmm. it was still, you're still left there going like, holy shit, like, you know, someone saw this, someone went through this, this is, this is insane. Yeah. Um, and so, so, so it's, you know, like when when you're when all of this you know heavy you know it's like oh you know when all of this traumatic shit happens, you know all of that actually happened. You can't just sit there and go, hey, I I don't understand why the character would uh you know do all this sort of thing. You know, it's like fuck you. He, he's doing it because that's what he did in real life. Yeah. So that kind of kills that criticism. Yeah. You know, it's like. You know, you think when someone's telling a story, this personal Tongan's gonna give a shit what you think. You know, when you say things like about oh, oh the lighting in this scene a bit. You know, I was gonna say that <laughs> joke. Yeah. You, you know, you know what I mean. Or it's like if you disagree, it's oh, oh how the actor interpreted this moment while they're sitting uh, outside the bathroom after they get some news. It's like why would you give a shit? Like this person was there. Yeah. So he he clearly has a very deep understanding of the story that he's telling. So that kind of cancelled out that criticism. You know, you 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 know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you think. And also, you know, and, and also it's like, you know, you watch it and there are flaws. You know, it's not a perfect film. There are flaws in the film, you know. But, and if you want to have a pseudo-intellectual post-movie Mamak Stahl conversation about it, I'm sure you will find shit to talk about. Yeah. But for me, when I was watching it, anything that popped up in my head that, would, that you could consider a criticism just felt very petty. Yeah, yeah. Um, when, 
you know, when compared with the emotional weight of the story that the storyteller is trying to tell, when you know that this is sort of based on their own experiences, you know, you want to you wanna try and come up, you know, in your mind when you're trying to come up with something clever. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, I couldn't. I yeah. couldn't. I was, I was taken with it. And this is not a movie made by a guy who's trying to show you how clever he is. Yeah, yeah. You know, this is, this a, is a story he felt he has to tell. This is a story that he felt, has felt compelled to tell for many, many years, and now he's finally getting the chance to tell it. And you can poke holes in it if you want, but it doesn't take away from the fact that this guy has succeeded in telling his story yeah. and managed to you know, pull a pretty damn good team together to help him tell it. Uh, so, you know, I mean, is it perfect? No, but I didn't give a shit. Yeah. Like, I really liked it. So you were swept up in it? I was swept up in it. I mean, like, I, I mean, like, I won't say, I mean, it's, it's when, when you start sort of categorizing like, oh, did I love it? You know, no. I mean, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure how I feel about saying that. There were moments that really grabbed me. Uh, but, but I found myself in a place where it was like, I can't, you know, I mean, I like this movie. So, yeah. so what? You know, I mean, yeah, I, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. Um, so I recommend, I recommend you go see it. Um, oh, but also I mean, bear in mind, it's, of course it's not for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're looking for fast paced escapism. Yeah. It's you, not fast eight. No. No. I mean, it's, it's an art movie. It's, it's an it, art movie, right? It, it's an art movie, but it's. It's not an art movie in the sense like you don't have a fucking like ten minute shot of a cup of coffee or anything yeah, yeah. like that. You know, I mean, it's 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 an accessible it's an accessible artfully made family drama. Huh. You know, with with slivers of humor. <laughs> and is it all? It's all in Hokkien. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's like smatterings of English and Malay in it. Um, I wasn't too, you know, like I wasn't too crazy about about that. You know, like if I want to mention something, you know, when, when you have something that's in Hokkien and everyone's comfortable speaking in hockey and then suddenly the guy gets on the phone and the whole conversation is in English yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're like does it really need to be in English yeah, I mean yeah. really does it um, when the guy's clearly more comfortable speaking in, in, in hockey than he is in English but I mean those are like small things you know it, it didn't matter uh, so but yeah I mean if you're looking for big loud summer entertainment by all means go see Guardians or go see Alien yeah, or, or but this whatever is, if you, this is the counter programming if you want yeah. something different yeah it's counter programming if you want to watch something local that's character based it's intimate it's you know it's, it's well made and, and in it's own way quite crowd pleasing yeah. I mean it was, a, it was a mostly packed house when I saw it and everybody I mean you know you can get a sense from, from, from the audience everybody seemed pretty engaged yeah. to me uh, so yeah Go see it in cinemas. It's in cinemas now. It's in cinemas now, and um, yeah, I mean, go see it when you can because Malaysian cinemas tend to chuck them out after a while for not. That's right. That's right. I mean, I wanted to go see it on, on Wesat Day, and uh, I wanted to go see the first screening, and it was the only seats that were available were the front row. Oh wow! So that was a good sign. That's a great sign um, for local movies. Then especially. when I when I when I booked my seat for last night, at the time the day before it was pretty much empty, and when we went to see it last night, it was about three quarters full. That's great. So. I mean, word of mouth is seems to be good. Uh, go and support it because, yeah, I mean, a local movie, a local movie like this, like a small indie local film like this, has to do has to sell quite a few tickets for it to uh, keep its cinema run going. So, yeah, go and watch long, it. And the longer it runs, the better it runs. Yeah, yeah. Support local artists and uh, also support local podcasters. That's right. <laughs> if you have any complaints or uh, comments, you can email us at podcast at McGap and Fries. Give us a review on iTunes. Yeah, if you could drop us a review on iTunes, that helps it out. Tell your friends if you liked our podcast because that always helps as well. And if you would like to talk with us personally, you can get me on Twitter at McNasty Prime. And I'm at GavYap. And on Instagram, I'm at GavYap77. No, I'm, Gav, I'm not I'm not GavYap. I'm McNasty Prime on everything. Because he's like an IT dude. I've booked everything in advance. Yeah. I'm yeah. like the Germans with their towels. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>
That's, uh, if you can hear it, that's my mom laughing in the background. Yeah. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't cut anything here. There's no editing because we're too fucking lazy. I don't have time. He doesn't have time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's, he does all the editing. I don't know how to edit shit. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye.